0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning d Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning Dungeons and Dragons Show, or D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host Sir Lucian over at Sir Lucian Gaming, and yes, we're live. There's some, some conspiracy theories going through mm-hmm. the chat here on YouTube saying that- It's we, not live. That not Oh, real. maybe it's been pre-recorded all along uh <gasps> they figured us out they might have figured us out um, That's it's crazy but yes no uh we're back we're live uh mm-hmm. it's hey a pre-recorded show is better than no show i feel so
1: yeah you know. we were live because i really do feel like sir lucian was chatting in chat he was right and there i'm pretty sure i saw
0: jordan in chat at some point so uh jordan was yeah jordan was in chat the whole time he was See, not chasing a toddler right (laughs) um yeah welcome back everybody i'm very excited to be here today uh as not i I would say not all weeks are like this but sometimes thursday like afternoon i'm like oh i should figure out what we're going to talk about or friday i should say friday afternoon Mm -hmm. i'm like we should figure out what we're talking about and we had a very small list Mm -hmm. and then this morning we just found a bunch of new stuff and now we have like a full show and it seems to always work (laughs) out that way like yeah it's just really really funny so, uh, oh, maybe Jordan and Lucian are AI. Yeah, I don't know. I this is unrelated, but have you seen those AI art programs that are now floating yeah. around on the internet? Oh, definitely. So, uh, uh, one of our one of our um, Discord people in the Discord, mm-hmm. uh, he's in the beta of one of them, and he started putting in some very specific like art styles and things like that, and made some very cool rpg kind of style art like things that i was like i would love to see that on a cover you know (laughs) and i i think that's bad for artists obviously (laughs) because artists are like well that's that's cool um but i was also thinking about it um if that that could be really cool to get artwork for your rpg that you're writing you you know and bring down the cost of a lot of stuff um but then at the same time you're putting artists out of work, so I don't think I like that at all. But I was like yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like, if it would be that simple for me to be like, I need this picture in this style with mm-hmm. this these colors, and then it would just generate it, and I'm like, Yeah, that's good, you know. And you like slap a logo on it and you call it good. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: and we we can't be that far because there's also I'm pretty sure they're working on AI story writers. So it wouldn't be a big stretch to say there's an AI adventure writer matched with an AI art director yeah. generator then matched with say an art uh, ai editor and you've got a full company of AI. Yeah, we're, we're just making yeah. books for you
0: <laughs> we're just out of uh, out of jobs all around and yeah. then so if you have find no it, talent yeah they'll find ais go. to play the games right and to those ais will get jobs to get money Yeah, and then and
1: the ai dungeon masters yeah. are happening too yeah. i know there's oh, two yeah. different That's projects true. i've heard of really for ai dungeon masters so that could be the wave of the future. I don't know. It's crazy. And then we're ahead of the game, dungeon, because here at the show, we're AI. So yeah, we're we are artificial
0: game. intelligence. <laughs> um, over there, that's uh, his actual name is Albert, and my name is ah, uh, in, yeah. Ingenious, and together we are mm-hmm. AI. I don't know. Um, yeah, humans just won't be necessary anymore. It'll be like, what in the <laughs> wide world of sports is happening? Could you
1: imagine watching a live play? Of AI players, AI Dungeon Master, by an AI story generator in an AI-generated RPG yeah. with AI assets. on, But
0: the one human is the camera guy who goes back and ca- forth between the computer screens. He's like, okay, yes. focus in on AI Sally. Yeah,
1: like, that would be perfect.
0: Um, I wonder if that would be a full kind of evolution, like what happened Genre. in the the 80s where, like, computer games got very popular and D&D mm-hmm. heavily influenced computer games in the 90s, 80s, 90s and stuff. Well, I should say mm-hmm. art, role-playing games, you know. Yep. Um, but the concept of experience and things like that, just how... Do you rem- like, I remember when Pokemon came out and then every other game was like, you got to collect stuff. And yeah. we have two versions of the game. And, like, it that was the gimmick that they're like, oh, yeah, gamers the want this. Gimmick. And I feel like D&D did that as well, but also... Um, stood the test of time. Like, we still Mm -hmm. like experience. We still like classes. We still like things like that. We like leveling up. Like, a lot of people... I like leveling up. I love it. Um, But for me, I was playing so many of those video games that it was actually, like, way more fun to go back to actually playing the board games at the table Mm -hmm. and get rid of the electronic element and make it more of a human element. And so I wonder if this would be a similar thing. But I do like the idea of... Like, I kind of want, like, a dragon story and then have a, an AI-generated adventure for me and then play it. I think that would be
1: kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they... And remember, the first iteration of this maybe it wasn't AI-generated, but they had those books for... I mean, I was one of those kids who saw Dungeons & Dragons as a 10-year-old or 11 or 12, whatever it was, and but then couldn't ever find it or didn't know that other people would do it again because that nephew's, you know brother went away the only thing i could find were those books were those choose your own adventure books and in my little brain that was a leap of technology of what i can choose my own adventure and then i could go to another page and then the the story's different when i do that that's like the analog version of you know like a, a a generated experience like you're talking about so yeah we've only just expanded on that and You know, eventually we'll get into the virtual reality realm of that and what that could bring to Mm -hmm. our hobby. But I do like what you talked about too. It's a cycle, right? Because we probably go deep for a few years. Like right now, we're in the renaissance, I think, of tabletop RPGs, and it will probably wane at some point. I don't know if it's night now, I don't think it is, but. You know five ten years it'll be like okay we're all we've done it we did it everybody had a chance to do it and it might go back to more everybody's playing i don't know mmos or something comes back or some new oh, thing and comes that's back. another we thing do that like, for 20 years yeah. and then we come back and we're like no i want to get back at the table again you know yeah. so it's like this big cycle of like mmos were huge and now yeah. i feel like
0: like uh i don't know anybody that plays one now yeah hard you now. yeah whereas yep. like if
1: you weren't playing
0: world of warcraft or final fantasy 11 it was mm-hmm. like wait what Oh you're yeah. playing Star Wars. Oh okay. <laughs> and
1: and something like COVID is probably one of those things that could trigger a little bit of that too because all of a sudden if you force people inside say for a year and a half, yeah. well the things they're going to look for after that are going to be things that are outside or with other people because they mm. just spent a year and a half with themselves or you know just their family, so. Yeah. So I could see things like that happening too. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see where it's going and what's, you know, what could be next. Because we're still, I think, in that really popular time of tabletop role playing. I don't, I don't think it's heading down at all. It still feels like it's going up and up and up, and more and more people are seeing mm-hmm. it, and more and more people are getting involved. So,
0: yeah, uh, we do. Fun. We have some people in chat. They're like, "Well, I play Final Fantasy 14," and I know you played that for a little bit. So I guess I did. Play MMOs is still around. I just yes, yeah. I'm sure there's World, World Warcraft players. Play. players and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it
1: wasn't everybody was playing it. <laughs>
0: Um, in the news, uh Radiant Citadel comes out July 19th. 10 days. Uh, chapter 10 days, yeah. So chapter 1 is available on D&D Beyond for free for anybody. Go pick it up and read it. Um it's not uh there, I mean it's it's just kind of like here's the citadel. I think I mean it's just a teaser, let's be honest. Um it is chapter 1 from what I can tell. But you're you're not getting a lot of um there's not a there's not an adventure here yet. It's kind of the, you know, let's set up this world and stuff. But it mm-hmm. looks pretty cool. I'm again, we've been talking about it that I'm I'm very interested in it. Um and I really like these crystal animals in the art. Like there's a there's like a ruby pangolin <laughs> of all things mm-hmm. and a, a obsidian raven that's like or an eagle that's flying around. So it's it's cool. Uh oh, amber scorpion. Like I I like this a lot, so I'm going to
1: yeah, it's a I'm book I've serious. decided I'm picking up. You know, 19th, I'll go down to my store and pick it up for sure. Um,
0: oh, and I wanted to talk about um, Tome of Heroes came out. Are you familiar
1: with this by Kobold Press? I feel like I've heard it, but i have not looked at it lately, so I'd have yeah, to be well, reminded.
0: Yeah, well. They had a Kickstarter, Tome of Heroes, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of uh, feats and class options like all you know, it, the yeah. like it's it's player's handbook 3 for all intents and mm-hmm. purposes. Um, intents and purposes yeah uh intensive i can't read it right intense uh,
1: they're camping what
0: yeah something <laughs> it's not in tbs i'll tell you that uh yeah. so i received my copy which was exciting and i was going over it the other day there's uh there's a couple of them that are not uh as robust as other ones where i kind of read that and i'm like well i wouldn't want to play that because that's just weaker than this other version that exists but i think they were making this before uh i think the kickstarter happened before tasha's maybe not some anyway there's a couple of things back and forth that are in there uh they did include a warforged style race called Gearforged, which is like Okay. okay you made a warforged race uh and one of the one of the ones that stuck out at me that i thought was kind of interesting is there's a barbarian that when you rage you grow spikes like bone spikes and then Ah. if you like grapple somebody they take damage and i was just like well i want to play that just because it's hilarious (laughs) like and it made me think of like uh that x-men evolution yeah uh, spike (laughs) that you grow spikes so there's uh, some cool stuff there, uh, some magic items and uh, new backgrounds and feats and stuff. I don't know if I would allow all of it at my table, but it's kind of fun. And if you have that player that is... Uh, I mean, we have so many subclasses. I don't think you can get bored from like actual 5th edition or actual Wizards of the Coast subclasses. But if they right. are, this is a great way to introduce it and be like, well, do you want to try this? Or maybe you go through and say these seven really fit my world. I want to use this. And so, uh, but it's out now. Um, You can get a PDF and uh, I believe you can get a hardback once they're done. I mean, it's Cobra press. They'll have the books out at some point, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: what going back a second, what is the only thing they really haven't covered that you kind of would want to go to a a good third party to get because they haven't, you know, uh, wizards hasn't really covered it class wise. I guess the only thing is like, a pet class. I mean, still pet classes. Yeah. They've gotten better, and you can get closer to the things you want. But we still don't have, like, a Pokemon Master mm-hmm. or a, a, you know, a, a collector pet-style class. So I see there's a hole there that a lot of third-party products could fill. And, and I'm sure do. There's there's lots, like the Beast Heart and all the ones from, you know, lots of different places. Maybe the, the psionicist, have they really... Yeah we have sort of done a little bit with it, but not... Well, at this point, I feel
0: subclasses are... We, we blanket over other classes. Like, we yeah. got, like, a Healing Monk. Do you remember yeah. that? I forget the name yeah. of it. but you Radi- could, Radiant Soul? Something like that, yeah. And you can use your bonus actions to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best sentence I've ever said, ladies and gentlemen. Put that on a shirt. You can use your <laughs> bonus actions to do stuff. <laughs> Jordan. Um, the... But, so we're, I always feel like we're getting like crossover, and one of the bard subclasses in Tome of Heroes is like Bard of the Elements, and so it's just like a, a rock, fire, a air monk. themed kind of, <laughs> you know, water element. Yeah. But like you, you're you're still a bard, but you can use your bardic inspiration to do these weird like elemental things, uh, mm-hmm. and it didn't really. Like, I don't know, it didn't draw me. I was like, well, I don't really want to play an elemental bard. I'd much rather play an elemental sorcerer or this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there are we at that stretching point where it's just like, well, it's we've got a lot of subclasses. We got it now all we're really,
1: that's the bottom of the barrel, is we have now an <laughs> elemental bard. Uh, you know, but, I think of that a lot, but then if you start flipping through, like, say, Pathfinders sets of classes, and subclasses, your brain will go, what is going on here, and why don't I have this in Dungeons & Dragons? They have come up with some stuff that blew my mind going through this Mm -hmm. game, and I'm like... So I always think, just like you do, if, if I... My first thought for Dungeons & Dragons is they've got it covered. There can't be much more they could because there's all these subclasses, like you said, that cover make you feel like a dual class, right? Like the only one I don't have is Kubo in the third string, which is uh, you know <laughs> I need a Bard Monk class that that lets me make puppets of paper and and go and uh, rock out on a mm-hmm. guitar. That'd be awesome. Um, but then. I think that first thought, they've got it covered. There can't be much more they would come up with. But then I go see Pathfinder. I go see, you know, a Cypher system. I go see one of these other games, and they uh, remind me there's so much creativity. There's so many things we haven't even thought of yet that when somebody goes, oh, well, what about this subclass? You go, wow. Yeah. I just heard myself somewhere in the back. Yeah, that was me. My my volume just (laughs) went weird. Sorry. That guy's weird. Get him out of your room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... I don't know. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of very high Kickstarter products that are happening right now. Um, yeah, I uh, roll. This is not sponsored, but Roll for Combat bought a bunch of sponsored videos on my main channel, and uh, they have a big selection of monster books coming out that look really mm-hmm. cool. But I think that's the industry right now is like oh my gosh yeah. like Colville's got a mil- two million dollar this and monster book, like yeah. uh, well and everybody's got this and so people are just like chomping at the bit to get it on mm-hmm. Kickstarter as fast as they possibly can I feel um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to the point where we were talking that I I wasn't going to buy Colville's book because I'm like I've got all these Cobalt press like I'm literally never going to use it but then there was this fear of missing out that I'm like I might as <laughs> well just get it now this is dumb and so I got it but um but I need to back off because especially on fifth edition stuff, because I'm like, I feel like I'm covered for fifth edition. (laughs) Like I don't right now, the occasional adventure, you know, and, and official wizards of the coast stuff, probably that will always be there because it's official. But like, as far as third party stuff, I'm like, man, I've got all kinds of, uh, DMs guild stuff that I've gotten print on demand that I'm probably Mm -hmm. not going to use. You know, I bought a couple Mm -hmm. things for lore purposes That Mm -hmm. I've used like a monster out of, but I've never really like utilized the book as a whole. So I
1: don't know. Come on, Chet. Tell him his answer is not to stop buying stuff. His answer is to start using the stuff you bought, just yeah, like I do with my Steam thing. library. Like I have a million games in Steam library, and every now and then I have to take a month and force myself to play games I never played, but I just bought and sit in that list. Yeah, we ha- <laughs> no, I, you have to play it.
0: <laughs> I have uh, my my good friend Chris. We are we're Steam friends, and we send each other messages whenever we finish a game. And then we <laughs> shame each other whenever we buy a new yeah. game. Because <laughs> it's yeah. like, don't do it. You've got you got to finish Horizon Zero Dawn, Jordan. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And you're like, I know. <laughs> um, I need to start picking games that just have less replayability. And then I'll get through them once and be done kind of a thing. But Good luck. Then I just go back and play Smash <laughs> Brothers again. And it's crazy. Right. Um, although... Uh, Now I just want to talk about video games because I've been playing a lot of video games. There was um, a game called Hyper Light Drifter that came out on Steam. Very fun game. They tried to kickstart an RPG in that world, but I don't think the game had the same kind of... uh, I don't think it was popular enough to transition all of those players into an RPG. Because, like, mm-hmm. I found the world confusing, even though it was very beautiful. But I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I wouldn't know how to run a game in Hyperlight Drifter. So, yeah. there uh, was another game that I picked up called uh, Na- Na- Naruta Boy. And it is mm. uh, there's a Japanese programmer. And something happened to him, and and it's kind of like Tron. You're the character. You're like the little program that needs to go into the universe to fight off the evil programs to save mm-hmm. his memories and hopefully find out what happened. So it's kind of this platformer, but it's also a mystery of what's going on. And I've got this cool techno blade, and everything's like 80s rock and pixels. And I was thinking, this would be an awesome MMO. Or not an MMO, a tabletop RPG. I was like, that would be so cool. But I was like, oh, it's the same problem with Hyper Life Drifter. Like, I like the visuals, but those visuals aren't going to translate into a really cool story until I know what the story is, you know. (laughs) And so, yeah, I thought it was interesting. But uh, really, really cool game. I'm enjoying it. Hopefully my Steam Deck email comes soon, and then I can get my Steam Deck.
1: I wanted it to happen before
0: Gen Con for the plane ride, but that is not... (laughs) going to happen <laughs>
1: yeah i kept looking at it because i thought i could get one too but since you don't even have one yet i was like i'm gonna wait yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna try to order it it might be a year before i get yeah. my thing
0: uh not a year from today but a year from when i ordered so we'll see craziness craziness craziness.
1: Um, i didn't want to mention uh, go ahead yeah yeah so the only reason i brought this up is it really our our good buddy uh from nerd immersion who he's on vacation at the moment but he did post a, a video about the D movie him. plot got leaked i believe not that i went and looked at it because i want to be surprised and i want to go in with no expectations so i'm like i've stayed away from whatever i just know chris pines in it and that's about it i forget anything else at this point i'm just going to go in fresh i think it was a couple days ago um but he was also talking about that they were going to show either the movie or a longer part of the movie or a bigger teaser of the movie at comic-con which is on in a couple of weeks also same week that we're getting um radiant citadel coming out you know 721 through 724 the end of that week that weekend um comic-con will be happening so i wonder if we'll get some announcements there we'll start to see more stuff about the movie yeah we might see another drop of a trailer of some sort maybe we'll get to see kind of where they're going or what they're doing with that um i'm interested to see you know how they tackle it are they trying to go humor are they trying to go serious are they trying to do both are they um is it a story we might recognize are they going to put a recognizable villain in it is it going to be all just new and not forgotten realms based you know like I'm, it's forgotten I'm realms based on all these yeah. things oh it is so yeah they did so pre- there's I pre- i don't even know that
0: <laughs> they reference Neverwinter very specifically so it's okay, Sword Coast. So, so you just spoiled um, it for me thank you i'm sorry i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh but uh so i did know that um but yeah, there there's I don't think it's a trailer but they're gonna show some footage that they've been working on um yeah. from what I just saw here it looks like somebody said that there is a displacer beast in one of the scenes so Ooh, the, that's the a six, good creature. six-legged kind of yeah, cat tentacles could be really cool yeah black
1: panther um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They,
0: they wanna they they're gonna they're gonna not it's not fan service I think but they're gonna lean heavily on the iconic monsters. Like if we don't see a beholder, I'm going to be really like shocked. surprised. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. So. Well,
1: I'm just curious on how they portray, like, are they just going to do a story? That's a fantasy story or are they going to somehow impart to us that we have a paladin and a bard and a, you know, like, are we going to see the classes? Are we going to see some of the mechanics of the world and referenced in the movie so that we really tie into knowing it's our game or, or is it just sometimes when they do a movie that's set in our game, they don't reference any of the actual, you know, it's just somebody running around. You don't know if they're a paladin or you don't know if they're a cleric or. Well, it's called Honor Among Thieves. So I think we're going to have yeah. a lot of roads. Some thieves. <laughs> some rugs. So, But yeah, <laughs> I,
0: we've it. talked about this before where I, I really like how uh, the Lego movie handled it. And I like mm-hmm. a lot of other things, but I, I don't know. I, I feel they're going to take a very safe marvel route and it's they're they want to start a dungeons and Dragons cinematic universe like that i think that is their hope and mm-hmm. whether they do that through um whether they do that through heroes and we really latch on to chris pine being the iron man of D kind of a thing or right. what i want them to do is latch on to the villains because everybody knows orcus and everybody knows vecna uh, not everybody, but like fans of the that's those are the things that that carry through the stories, not, you know, like Espen Drake, who I really love. He's my character, but nobody else knows who that is.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: think in order for it to work, you have to lean on those characters that everyone recognizes. But I I don't know if they'll like pan the camera out at the end and it turns out that it was just a bunch of kids playing at a table and then, you know. Someone turns to the, to the, straight to the camera, breaks the fourth wall, and says, "And you can play too." Like I don't mm-hmm. know if it'll be that cheesy, but
1: well, or like never ending story version where you're seeing two stories at once, kind yeah. of thing. That the Fred Savage kind of cool moment. Oh, I think that is I a would cool hate way that, to it's do. Like,
0: I am a ten year old boy, and I got sucked ah. into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. What am I gonna yeah. do? Like I want him to take it seriously. Like yeah, yeah. But we'll but
1: that's see. what the original D and D cartoon was oh, yeah. too. Remember? Yeah. So and that's what everybody and that liked. was great. No. Yeah, right. Was okay. <laughs> it was great. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hot takes from Jordan. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes. 80s know. cartoon. Well, you can't rewatch them now. They're not as good. But back then, as you're a kid, you're like, yes, suck me but into back some when fantasy world. Idiot child. It was wonderful. <laughs> you didn't want to be in your neighborhood. You just want to be somewhere else. <laughs> so
0: it's it's funny. Uh, and I, I, I guess this is a Hasbro move. But, you know, we talk about they. Wizards of the Coast doesn't go to Gen Con anymore. They don't do a lot of mm-hmm. these events that they that you feel like you should. They kind of are like, well, you game companies can do that. We're we're going to yeah. go over here. Um and this is another thing where it's like Comic-Con, like but you're not a movie production studio, you're not comic books, you're not, you know,
1: but I think they would like to be. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want
0: to be that, you know, yeah. a a class level thing and so they're like, yeah, we'll go hang out with Paramount and we'll go hang out with uh, Disney. I mean, Disney's going to be all over there, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there will be a, um, a D&D experience site that's not at where it is, but it's supposed to be, I think it was three or four blocks. I watched somebody walk from where it was to where they're going to be setting it up. So I wonder what that's going to be like, too. Um, and so if anybody, like just like Ted said in his, in his video, you know, people are going to that. Let us know what it looks like. I'm going to try to keep an eye out for it to see if we can get a tour of it or something cool, because I think... One of the bucket list items I think I have not done is to go to a comic con, like San the Comic Con, yeah, the San Diego Comic Con, and I feel like I at least want to go once. You know, yeah. I think it's like a pretty big deal. I would say bigger really than Gen Con. Gen Con's niche to gamers. That's that group is not as big as like a comic con, movie comics fans. I think it's a bigger group than just gamers. Well, it's it's
0: turning into much more of a it's it's not about comics anymore uh, yeah. solely but it is yeah. it's turned into a big media thing so uh, the wife went that was also one of her bucket lists and oh. she went well it was a long time ago but because we were cool we that. were early in dating which is why I didn't go because I was like <laughs> I don't have tickets I don't have that kind of money and she's like okay bye Um See ya. but yeah they said a good time she went to like a, a true blood. Uh, that was the big thing, at like the time all the panels and she stuff. went to the True Blood yeah. panel and saw um Suke and all the other people Deborah Mclenanjo is there, and Deborah Ann Wo was probably there, yeah, um and then a couple of book signings and stuff of authors that she liked. She had a blast, but it 's also exhausting like uh and uh, our friend had their their new baby with them, Ooh. and they specifically won't let strollers into the event because they just take up too it's much too space. Much. Yeah. And so she had to like lug this baby around for like three days. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's got to be exhausting." So yeah,
1: would your wife go again? Oh yeah, like if if it mm-hmm. was, I mean, she's not right, chomping Jordan, at the bit to go. But plan a trip, Go okay. to San Diego Comic Con.
0: <laughs> oh, I got a press badge for PAX in Seattle. Do oh. you want to go to PAX?
1: N- nice. What's the date? September. Mm, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about it too. <laughs> couple of people are pressuring me to go, and I'm like, it would be fun to go back to Seattle. Uh, let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, on? I just saw
1: this was just a quick note. This is like proves your note that Friday night, this was not on our notes, and I just happened to get up this morning yeah. and see that the panel had ran. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is the game that I think in my mind has the single best opening movie for any Dungeons & Dragons property of anything because it has the Nautiloid... Yeah. ship and a mind flare running from elves on dragons come on you cannot beat that and it yeah. looks so good um and the game is actually a fun like what do they call these the crpgs the you know they're the they're in the style of uh original you know Baldur's gate original sin divinity oh these i kind always of, call them isometric um, rpgs because yeah, and i think like there's a, a crpg camera. for some reason i forget what the c stands for but like it's a more tactical game it's not um as, you know, it's not like first-person shooter. It's not MMO. It's it's more um, strategic. Well,
0: CRPG. One. Googling it, it says that that's computer role-playing game. So I don't know. If oh, that's the well, one yeah, I'm I don't know if that's for. quite the
1: same thing. But <laughs> um, so the big news that they had on their panel. I think this is the sixth time they've done it. Their big year-long panel. Uh, Patch eight is out, and now they have added the gnome race, which I think gets them very close to having all of the races from the player's handbook. And they added the Bard. So now yeah. Jordan can play a Bard, which I, I think do like. Bards. pretty fun. And cool. The only thing missing I think I heard was Paladin and Monk, maybe? But everything else is in there now, I think. Really? So they've really expanded what's in the game. It sounds like if you tried it months ago or a year ago, yeah. two years ago... A lot of that stuff has been tightened up. A lot of the dialogues have been created better. Well, is it playable
0: in the sense that I get a full game? Like, can I finish the story? Or is it still that chapter one? They cap it.
1: it, I don't think it's chapter one, but I think they cap it around one or two. Chat can check me on this, but they haven't let people see the later parts of the game yet. But when I played it, I put in like four or five hours, and I still hadn't gotten to the end. So it's a lot. And I was, I was trying out the Druid, and I was trying out um, the Ranger, and I was trying out a Wizard. And so I spent the, a ton of time.
0: Yeah, they have the main classes, but do they have all of the subclasses? Like, can no, you they be like usually a, have a couple of okay. subclasses. So you're not, not like, all. yeah, I'm, I can't be a Necromancer Wizard, but I might have the no, Evocation or something or whatever. So Yeah,
1: it's, it's a lot of player's handbook stuff. I don't remember seeing any like Tasha's or any of that stuff. It's really focused on 5e rule set, player's handbook available stuff. I think they will get there, and I think they have a route to that's going to be their DLC stuff or that's going to be the stuff they add in um, to get all these different things. But I think currently it's just getting most of the player's handbook stuff in. But, I mean even that is a pretty big feat because just imagine all the spells you gotta, you gotta put in there, all the mechanics you're having to work around that. There's lots of monsters you're putting in there to, to actually make the story. Um, so there's, I just, it has been pretty fun. I
0: agree. I just, it's just funny that, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my shelf where I see Baldur's gate descent into Avernus. And I think that that was a tie in, like they changed that to the title Mm -hmm. Baldur's gate to tie in with the game. And the game's still not done. And I'm just like, well, I, I would love to play it once, I, once it's done, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and the thing they said that I saw um, that's been kind of being said about the people that are kind of watching this, it feels like this patch was the one where a lot of really high-end polishing is happening. And they feel like the next few are get-it-to-the-goal-line Stuff like not so much keep adding in new content or or figuring out how to add new mechanics because even adding a bard to a a computer game, imagine the mechanics of the bard class are very different than the mechanics of a lot of the other classes. Um, So now that they have that piece in, that would have been that would have taken new engineering that they didn't have for the other stuff. Whereas I think now, from what people are saying, the patches are about cleaning it up, getting rid of the bugs you know making sure the story pieces is are are ready and then get it for the steam release and the the actual full release so maybe
0: well i hope i hope it's better than sword coast legends because i was very disappointed with that game and i was very excited for it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it plays really good and i the one that i love a lot is the pathfinder one wrath of righteousness yeah and that one is really good so i'm hoping Baldur's gates three is just as good as that and um there'd be two of those big games like that out there that are fun. Cool. So, uh remember
0: uh, I don't think it was last Halloween, maybe it was a couple of Halloweens Halloween. ago. We got the uh all those spirit stores and Wizards teamed up with Spirit Halloween and they came out with like the Drit swords and the the bow. Do you remember all that stuff? Like I bought the dritz swords. They're on my wall. <laughs> uh they're doing this again and it just kind of cracks I don't know why it cracks me up that they're doing this, <laughs> but um, they are releasing these, like, plastic kind of... Mo- well, they 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 almost look like foam rubber masks. So, uh, this Halloween, you'll be able to buy a uh, Dungeons & Dragons Beholder mask, uh, a Mind Flare mask, and that would be a good the one. villain is Venger from the old eighties cartoon with the one Oh horn. yeah
1: with the one the, horn. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: they're making those three monsters um spendy. I don't know, uh yeah. So the Beholders mask is a hundred and thirty dollars and the Mind Flare mask is a hundred dollars and Venger is ninety um what, but uh, they're high quality then i I don't know we'll see I I'm wondering mm-hmm. they look nice they look nice so I have no idea how they'll fit on your head or what they feel like or whatever but uh the mind flare one specifically could be a that's a really cool one to just kind of I, I want to dress up like a mind flare that'd be kind of fun um but yes. for a hundred dollars do I want to dress up like a mind flare mm, I don't know we'll see um but what's funny is like the the venture mask says uh shipping will begin in August 31st of 2022 and I'm like okay that makes sense.
1: And then the <laughs> beholder
0: mask says shipping to begin November 30th, 2022, and I'm like those oh, those Halloween beholder make. masks coming out around Christmas. <laughs> that's exactly what we don't want. So I don't know yeah. if that's supply chain shortage again or I don't know, but I was like, man, if that's not in stores, but yeah, so Trick or Treat Studios, I think that is Spirit Halloween, I could be wrong, but they hmm. they are they have all kinds of uh uh partnerships that they've done. To license things to make whatever for Halloween. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, and I thought well, that Maybe was you don't buy yeah. this mask. Maybe you just hang it from your ceiling and it's a cool beholder.
0: Well, you could do that too. They have those beholder like mounted things that you can buy too from WizKids. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. Anyway, I'll put a link in chat if you're interested. There's also links in the description. Uh, it's just the three things and some wrapping paper. But yeah. So,
1: three things and wrapping paper.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you finally watch Stranger Things?
1: Did. Do we I do we need to ever. just skip over this because it'll yes. be the entire show? So this is where we come to the announcement that the Saturday Morning D d show is ending and it is now going to be the Saturday Morning Stranger Things show from here on out. So that's all we're going to talk about ever? Is more Stranger Things. I think we'll Things. get. Yes, I watched what, it. What, get like it 9 over episodes in and be like, "I don't know what else to talk about until season 5 four? comes out. No, there's so much <laughs> to talk about. There's so much to dive into. No, I have you finished it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Just so good. I don't even... I don't want to spoil it for people, but for me, probably best season so far. What about you?
0: Uh, season one was still my favorite. Uh, season... And I think this is a, a close second, Um Season three got weird, but I enjoyed it, and I don't I don't remember liking season two. So
1: season two, I think, was just more of season one, so it doesn't really kind of stand out on its own because I feel like it was a, it was like a, a wrap up or a, a cleanup of season one. But by then, it was seasons were going to be its own thing. So by three, it was kind of its thing. Four is it's, it's a thing, and now season five, what we think of as the final season, I don't know if they've said they'll do a sixth season looks to be you know the setup of the last shot of the last you know episode looked epic um but wow what a roller coaster ride what a like all of the actors were spot on and and amazing all of the little sets they were on and the vent and the venues that they went to and how they split up the different groups again and who went with who and where and how things happened it was just what a crazy good story to have watched. I can't wait to just do it, start it all over again and watch it all again because it was so good.
0: Yeah, there was, and I, I don't want to do spoilers, so I guess I won't talk about this, but I will say that there was one big question that, from my perspective, they were hinting at, we're going to answer this question, mm-hmm. and then they didn't. They very <laughs> specifically went on a tangent to, to not answered that question, and I got really angry about it. Uh, and so, and then the show ended, and I was like, what? Yeah. And so I remember the final episode, I was very upset. I was, like, upstairs, like, my I answer? stayed up late for this. They didn't even <laughs> answer the question. So, we'll see about season five, but boy, I mean, Vecna is trending, the, the word Vecna is trending Whoa. higher than Dungeons & Dragons because of this show. And yeah. more people are getting, you know, filtered back into things. Uh, when season started and a little Mm -hmm. bit before uh, I made a video on Vecna like a year and a half ago and Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh, everyone's like searching Vecna. And that video has been my number one video now for like the last two months because of this show. And I'm just like, okay, I guess people are interested in Vecna. Um, And that's just the algorithm. And they're searching it and they're finding things, but it's, it's fun how many comments I'm seeing on that video where they're like, I'm here from stranger things. Like I'm learning about D and D. And I think we even (laughs) talked about this where my friend, called me and said, my husband's watching Stranger Things. He wants to play D&D now. Like, yeah. you play D&D, right? I'm like, I do. We right? should, like, yeah. do a game. So, <laughs> so you, again, we always say, like, it's getting more people into the hobby, and that's awesome, but... Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and I think there's always... We've had debates, or we've seen debates on... had it re- Did it really have an impact, or was it really... Critical role was the big impact, or was it, you know, these other... You know, was it community running their, like, little couple episodes of a Dungeons & Dragons or, or references, or... Big Bang Theory mentioning, you know, where was it? Was popularity coming from there, or was it wizards generating popularity, or was it streaming generating popularity? And I just feel like, man, you cannot deny the power of Stranger Things putting the words Dungeons and Dragons or Vecna, or like we didn't get Demogorgon as much, but we certainly have Mind Flayer. It seems to be just as prominent. You know, my wife would knows that word now versus. She never would have known that word at all. But yeah. Mind Flayer, Vecna, Dungeons and Dragons. No, you know.
0: uh, Bob, Bob World Builder uh, on YouTube, uh, uh, I, I want to say friend of mine. We, we've chatted, but we don't <laughs> like. We kind of just <laughs> we communicate through comments because we watch each other's mm-hmm. videos. But he's a very nice guy. Um, he he did a great video where he answered your exact question, where you were saying like, well, was yeah. it streaming? Was it this? Or was it the rise of, like, playing tabletop RPGs over the internet? Was it Twitch, you Mm -hmm. know? And, yeah, it probably was, like, a perfect storm. But his very clear, like, argument is that, no, it was Stranger Things. Like, (laughs) it was the fact that that show was so popular. And (laughs) and then all of a sudden people were like, oh, Dungeons & Dragons. I've never thought to play it because, like, my mom said it was the devil. And now Mm -hmm. we don't care that... Or people aren't as wrong. scared of the devil as they were back in the <laughs> 80s and 70s. And so it's like, yeah. okay. Because yeah. um, I remember the 90s where it's like, burn your Pokemon cards. They're going to lead you down yeah. to hell. And you're like, it's Pokemon. Like, it's brightly colored Japanese yeah. cartoons. Come on, guys. <laughs> so uh, same thing, you know. But I I think that that's a huge part of it. And then, oh, there's this fifth edition D&D out. And you just go. Pick it up, and you see that there's a demogorgon. You see this, you know. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I I loved it. I loved all the the characters in it. I love the introduction of some of the new characters. Obviously, Eddie Munson is the big you know oh, big so new cool. name that everybody you know. That actor's British too.
0: Like I yeah, saw an yeah, interview with him, and I'm like, you do not sound like Eddie, but he's really yeah. cool. He's great, great actor. I, super fun.
1: That one of the funniest tweets I saw was um, Matt Colville had said, "Hey." I didn't give them the rights to my sophomore year of high school. What's going on here? I was just like, that's exactly, there's a certain group of people that I identify with that I was the exact same age they are at that time. That's how high school seemed like to me. Uh That's how things were. You saw those people and those groups and those clothes and those interactions. That was, you know, it was just so spot on to see something like that. And it amazing but then to throw in something supernatural or to throw in something fantastical or just super cool into it it was just like it's everything you want it's why the movies like goonies are so good too because it's like i was a kid at the age of the the cast of goonies so when i watched that show i loved that show and i think there's lots of people that if you were at that age and identify with the movie that is showing characters of your age it just sticks with you you know it just stays And uh, so I'm so happy they're still doing it. I can't wait to see what happens now, because at this point, without spoilers, we went so we went Demogorgon, which actually they kind of named a creature that isn't as what we would say is powerful as a Demogorgon in Dungeons and Dragons. Right. So we kind of gave a big name to a small creature. But, yeah,
0: they were fighting it in yeah. the game and so that's why it kind of became that name so. yeah and then they
1: they have to fight a mind flayer at you know if you which go is something some of the that other controls seasons. your
0: brain and that's why they named so it. so that Fire.
1: works out and then we get a Vecna because we get this wizard-like person who's doing things that they associate with a wizard and they would just finished their adventure fighting Vecna, so it made sense but where do we go after that we went demogorgon mind flayer and that's the thing we always mention three but there's been four seasons you ever notice There's always three things. Oh you yeah, mentioned. and I
0: think that's why season two was dumb because it was like <laughs> it didn't have its own. It, it was like it was still Flare. It was like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or it was still Demigorgon starting to
1: set up Mind Flare. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So, but where could we go now? What what iconic thing are they going to pull? Absolutely, from Dungeons and Dragons. Basically, that would have been. They're playing third edition at that point. No, they're playing. No, they're playing. Oh, they're playing ad, advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think they're playing advanced D and I I don't think they're playing basic. Yeah, I think they. They got to be playing advanced because one of them's a paladin. I think you don't get that until. That's true. I don't think you get that until advanced. I could be wrong. But anyway, it's in that specifically era. red box. Uh, Specifically, red box. the
0: <laughs> one of the, the one of the the little girl that joins them at the game. Yeah. She says that she's got this level rogue. And uh, someone on level. someone on the internet was saying like, well, if the show takes place in 1980, whatever, yeah, then they didn't have rogues; they had thieves because that wasn't until uh. AD and D that they got. You know, so maybe it's AD and D, and then, but maybe it's not AD and D second edition. I'm not sure. I'd have to go yeah. look at the dates, but but it's not
1: third by that point. No, so no, no, okay, no. so we'll we'll keep it to AD and D, and anything before is is fair game. Third edition was like late 90s. What, what creature can we pull out? What thing? above vecna above can vecna? we you know I mean, like could just enter mat
0: orcus that's like, where
1: i was thinking we were going some um, big dragon type yeah. thing tiamat would be a big kind of all of a sudden enters everybody's you know vocabulary um because other than that you're just going to demons or gods or angels or things that are that powerful but well, i couldn't so, think of anything so. else you know beholders i was trying to think of anything that was first you know, edition until 88 super big yeah. Third
0: edition um, was 2000. Yeah, it's not third edition.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. So. so interesting. Yeah. I, I can't wait to rewatch it again. Um, many of the pieces. Apparently, the song that's going around from this one is the Kate Bush song that seems to be popping up everywhere. I've seen videos yeah. of all over of that,
0: which I wonder. Um, like they were saying, like well is the Metallica song going to take off as much and I was like I, I don't know but yeah. like, I've watched that scene a couple times I think it's because <laughs> people know Metallica and nobody knew this Kate Bush song but yeah. she's made a lot of money oh lolf that's a good one thank you Mr. Bidwell could be Loth. that could
1: be a good one yeah i didn't think of that one but again that's like a that's a goddess right that's a you know yeah but that, she's then, like then you're, then you're getting into Pantheon.
0: she yeah. had uh well Originally, it was like the the demon web pits, and she was the monster lolf at the bottom of the demon web pits. And so, I could Mm -hmm. totally see them
1: going that route. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, and there were spiders. Sure. Prominent in fourth in in season four, they kind of were. That was a big theme with one of our bad guys there. I won't spoil too much, but it was a theme. Too much spoilers. Maybe Maybe we're guessing it. Okay, we'll come back next Saturday when we talk about the Stranger Things show. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um real quick, uh WizKids announced two really cool bigger minis. Um one of them I didn't know about, but uh these are magic items in D D. Classic oh. magic items apparently. And one of them is the apparatus of Koalish, which is the large crab looking tank that yeah. you have you pull different levers and it does different things. Um But uh, you'll be able to put your minis in it. Like, it's this huge-looking thing. It looks really cool. Um, And the other one is, I've never heard of this one, but apparently it's a classic, like the apparatus of Koalish. This is the mighty servant of Luke uh, Liuko, and it Mm. looks like a big uh, Gundam-looking mech thing. (laughs) Uh, And I want it more than I've wanted a lot of things in my life. (laughs) Can see my
1: Gundam. Um, and
0: you can take off the top and put your mini on the inside. Oh, it's so cool. So uh, they're going to come out Q3 of 2022, which starts in uh, November, I think, is Q3. You,
1: so. I was just at uh, last week when they I went cool. to the game store. They have a whole wall now of the painted Wizards of the Coast official miniatures. That thing is taller than I am now. Some of the boxes of the dragons are this big. Oh, yeah. They've got them stacked up. I have had no idea how big the miniature thing got until you see them. all the possibilities that you can get right now stacked mm-hmm. in one spot. It is floor-to-ceiling miniatures after miniature. and these are the painted, pretty good quality. Some are really fam- Giants that are giants and yeah. dragons that are dragons. And Well, they have there's... AI that are generating them now. Yeah. So you can get like the, really the Yawning Portal, yeah, they had the big yawning portal box. You know, you could pick that up if you wanted. It was like um, crazy what they're putting out. We we were looking uh, DM I'll Nathan take a and picture. I. Uh, DM Nathan and I were
0: at free free RPG day, and we saw the yawning portal. And I was like, "That's really cool." And he made a very good point where he was like, "But I feel like you could buy this generic terrain. Oh, for sure. less. Oh, be able gotcha. to build that almost exactly." and then at the end of the day you could still tear it down and use it for something else whereas that's like a very static piece of something yeah. and so i'm like and it's cool but but you're right i i don't think i would ever want it and the prices yeah, on these things
1: are wow I, I there was like a 300 dollar tmat
0: that was hanging Ooh. out there yeah
1: yeah that's there yeah i was like wow these are crazy i'll take a picture next time i'm in if i go this weekend yeah,
0: there you go.
1: i'll grab a picture and throw it up on twitter so people can just see all in one spot. And they're not the only ones doing it. I saw some Pathfinder ones were out there. I saw, like, third-party ones had, like, um, I think they were called Warlock tiles or that's or WizKids, something yeah. like that. And yeah. then, but there was also some other companies that weren't them that had their displays yeah. up, too. So there's Jordan definitely other people doing it, too. You still can do the unpainted. There was a spot for the unpainted That wasn't as big. But these were, like, the colored plastic or yep. already painted or already done up. So you just pick it up and off you go. So yeah. If you're huge into miniature games, I mean, it sounds like you can get, spending lots of money, you can get just about anything you could possibly want.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, and they're pretty. Don't get me wrong. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, Very cool. Let's talk about the game we played. So, we played... The game I played. Yeah, we played Invisible Sun. Um, if you guys follow the show, you probably know that we we did this a while ago, where we played... It was supposed to be a one-shot. The turn into to do two nights because we're learning the system, and chuckleheads like to chuckle, and so we don't really get anywhere. But uh, Indoor adventure was really pushing us to finish it because he really liked the <laughs> Invisible Sun system, and I said, okay. So three, yeah, months, the bug. three months later, we get back together to finish Invisible <laughs> Sun, the, the one thing.
1: Um, no LB, though. Shame on you. Yeah, unknown. LB couldn't Shame.
0: make it, so it was just uh, uh, Lex and Lucian and Indoor Adventure and myself. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. And the cool thing about Invisible Sun is when somebody can't make it, you just say, oh, they faded back into shadow. And, like, there's a whole, not mechanic, but there's an explanation for it that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it went how I wanted it to go, but I also hadn't played in so long that I there, we spent a lot of time trying to remember how to play. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Overall, would you play it again? Did you have fun? What's, what are your thoughts on Invisible Sun?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I like and am interested in the world Yeah, and what we've got to experience. I definitely feel like we have a lot to learn. We did not master that game, and we are really good at understanding role-playing games. I feel like we can read through books and understand mechanics really well, and, and we could pick up any other game much quicker. I still felt like this one, I felt like, wow, we had a lot of ways to go to figure this one out, because it's just... And you pointed out, it's the the one downside that I will now readily admit, the editing of where material is to find it, hampers you from learning this game quickly. It doesn't mean yeah. you can't learn it, it doesn't mean you can't do it, it just makes it hard to do it on the spot or on the fly. It really expects
0: you to, like, Already read through the that. whole book, retain yeah. what you read, mm-hmm. but... I read through the whole book and I want to like, Oh, how did that rule go? But then you can't find it. And it's there's the index is hard. Yeah. I feel like if I were to take this seriously and do it again, I think I would spend time and either write up my own little thing of rules. So I have a ref, a quick reference to page numbers or something. Um, or like photoshop or photo uh, photocopy a couple of pages, so I have like the key information yeah.
1: but. or like you would you would build the charts on your DM screen yeah. so you had the quick references like you would back in the day, right? because you always couldn't find the thing you needed either back in the day. so I, but I'll take that piece away, take that criticism away. it's such an interesting world that you do want to go back and kind of find out what's going on. The mechanics are enough that you feel like if you do learn them, it's going to be a really fun, crazy kind of game. And it's really exploring some far out ideas and ways of thinking. And that makes it very Monty Cook in my mind. Very, you know, he brings the weird into the fantasy, which I always like. And there's something about that whole world that I I definitely like to get into. And his idea of the magics are so different. It's like... You have a Vancian magic that you could kind of play, but then he just threw out there some other magics that are just blow your mind as far as this is how this class plays or this is what this class's magic is like or whatever, you know. Being a visla and it was just like that. I could see diving into the Weaver or diving into, you know, the the Apostate Apostate yeah. Apostate more, you know, and just figuring out their mechanics even better. Um, so I think it'd be a very interesting thing. I think you need to have a solid adventure in mind you have to really know the world i think so that because your players are going to have lots of questions probably more than if you just throw them into a fantasy world and you're like okay you guys are in a dark forest they don't have a lot of questions about dark forest right like what color is the grass
0: it's green yeah like you're good but this one is
1: like what go to this one you're like you're telling me about a house and it looks kind of like an owl and but it's not and it has big eyes and it's got you know it's like there's lots of stuff going on that you're like it's a Salvador no Dolly painting for. <laughs> yeah.
0: as a campaign setting. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about this a lot, and I was thinking back to when I was learning AD&D and mm. 5th edition, which was at the same time. So how I started with D&D is I got invited to an AD&D game, and we played that for like a month, and then it fell apart. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to go buy 4th edition stuff because yeah, 4th yeah. Edition's the latest. And then we played 4th edition until 5th edition came out, and here we are today. But... Mm-hmm i I spent a good chunk of time uh reading those books and learning them, and then made lots of problems at the table and we I don't think that this was any different. I think in my mind, uh, just like yeah. you said, like I'm familiar with RPGs. I should be faster at this, I'm frustrated that I'm not. <laughs> but I was thinking about it the other day where I'm like if I am, if I took my time and just treated it like this is the game I'm going to play for the next year we're yeah. going to meet up, we're going to learn it together, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, that uh, it would not feel so daunting. And mm-hmm. I would I would get it, and I would start to understand what's happening, and we would roll, you know, like, because th- we jumped right into an adventure, but the first session is, like, building your house with your players and building a mm-hmm. territory where you live and things like yeah. that. Like, a lot of that is to answer those questions of, like, what is a Visley? How did I get here? And Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to really kind of solidify your characters um i went with a friend to go see thor love and thunder on thursday and he is new to rpgs um we actually started playing rpgs because uh his wife really likes rpgs and she comes to my dcc nights and then he came to a dcc night and was like this is amazing i've never played an rpg so now Mm -hmm. he really likes them but uh, they have another Dungeon Master friend, and they were playing 13th Age. And he was saying, have you ever played 13th Age? And I, I was like, no, I haven't. I was like, I have it a book because I, I was recommended to me, but I've I haven't really, it, yeah. like, read through it. And he said that was the best, like, RPG experience he's ever had because there were some, like, secrets and some other stuff. And then the way – and I don't know if this is in that game or it's the way the Dungeon Master did it, but they were saying – he was saying that it – each character in their 13 sessions had a session that was devoted like just to that character. And he's like, sometimes they were funny. Sometimes they were like silly. Sometimes they like made you ball. You're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened to you. And you, you had such a investment with that character compared to mm-hmm. something like DCC where it's like oh you died roll up something else you know here's another um, one <laughs> and i th- i was thinking i was like i think invisible sun is like that where you yeah. get very invested in this character because even if your character dies it's not the end you know you can mm-hmm. travel to uh the pale which is where all dead things go and bring your friend back and things like that so i but there's that learning curve and so i think you just yeah. need to have those friends that are like no i'm willing to do this we're going to we're mm-hmm. not going to do a one shot like that might be fun or it might be enough to get you excited about it. But now yeah. we need to like take the time to figure it out. So,
1: yeah. And, and I think the one thing that makes it just slightly different is that you have to learn this world. Yeah. That's really crazy, but you also have to learn the mechanics of the world. Is so you're learning two system. different yeah. things because like we could learn mechanics, but then like you would change the color of the sun and all of a sudden, that would change what's going on. And then, like, there's this whole line of sons. And yeah. I think eventually, a good player who understands this world and understands all that—that's an amazing thing that's happening when when that's transitioning and and you're going to these different places and maybe you're going to these different neighborhoods and you're you're experiencing these different stories. But there's so much to try to figure out what that is, or what a what a what they call a magic item, you know, an ephemeral. Ephemeral uh, object. How yeah. would you use it? How <laughs> yeah, do you and you're like, it, you don't just call it a magic item. Things. He's got these funny yeah.
0: names for everything that is everything like, has
1: its own name. Yeah. Everything is different. Whereas, you know, in some way. Fifth
0: edition, they called it advantage, and you're like, well, what's that? Well, you roll two dice and you take the higher. I instantly yeah. remember the word. I instantly know what it does for the rest of my time. Yeah, but. Uh, When I say, like, okay, add those up, that's your venture. You're going to take your venture and subtract it from your fort. And, like, what? And so because he gave it all funny names to try to make it more of its own world, you know? So
1: Yeah, so there's definitely a, a world you're learning that is a very interesting but very different world than I think anybody would ever have played in so far for most people. Yeah. And a different mechanic system. So you're learning two things at once. So that's the only thing that I think makes it a little tougher than some of the other stuff that you pick up. But I, I agree. It is that same feeling of if you devoted yourself, I think you would get it and you would be able to tell some really fun and cool stuff. And stories. I
0: don't think it would be as intimidating as we're making yeah. it sound. I think no. it's just originally like when I learned D&D, which I, I'll admit that could be a complex thing because there's, there's the base rules. But then if every ever class twists it to a different way, you know, like it's not yeah. – it's not, I, would, I would argue that, you know, playing like old school essentials or maybe not DCC, but like, you know, there's
1: there's easier games to try and figure out right. um, with an audience yeah. that hasn't been exposed to it. Right. So like if you're yeah. playing with your parents and you were trying to, you know, your, your dad was saying, OK, I've read this book and there's this beholder thing and I have to describe that to somebody who has no experience with it. And I have to describe the mechanics of your class to your mom and your mm-hmm. uncle and, you know, like people who just they're. Their hobbies and things didn't have fantasy books that they were reading or fantasy shows that they were watching or, or anything to give them a reference. That means the Dungeon Master has to set that reference for everything. Yeah. And if they didn't know it very well, then, you know, yeah. So I yeah. think that's where we were. We don't know Monty Cook's world very well. But could you imagine playing that if Monty Cook was running it?
0: Oh, oh my yeah. God. That'd be oh, my
1: God. Crazy well, and even, even us who have played Numenera
0: had a leg up, I think, than Lex, who was like, I don't know anything. And we were even talking, like, well, Monty Cook, he, like, was one of the primary designers of Planescape, and then everyone at the table was like, oh, so it's, like, it's really (laughs) weird, like, Planescape, oh. weird. Um, And I was like, yeah. And so when you start doing that, you're like, okay, I understand what it means when I say, like, Monty Cook, so. Yeah. Um, but it was fun if you're if you're interested guys we have uh i haven't finished editing this episode but i did record the audio and i'm going to put it on patreon Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: uh you can listen to the the first half of the one shot our thoughts about it and then the second half of the one shot i'll upload eventually Uh, but it was it was fun it was interesting so my
1: favorite statement you just said was that adventure didn't really go the way I thought it was, it and I'm not. thinking you've got indoor adventure, you've got Lex, and you've got me. How could any adventure go the way you think it's gonna? Go? Yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> but I think it was
0: like, I think I left, and I'm just like, I hope they had fun. And then I was like, yeah. well, they did because the, you know, we had fun. But yeah, uh, but overall, it was just kind of this. It was, it felt like a very anticlimactic ending. And I, th- and I think you yeah. wanted to fight something. And no, we never I, actually fought anything.
1: And yeah, so I was like everybody oh, was very okay. anti-fight. <laughs> yeah, they all wanted to really
0: negotiate with this, this yeah. so demon we, even really yeah, we didn't really fight it. Yeah, we didn't
1: get into combat mechanics, so we so didn't know like, what oh, those okay. look like. It was funny.
0: Uh, <laughs> hashtag drought Patreon game. Yep, we're, we're going to get on it.
1: Um, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen, unless yes. Lucian had anything else you wanted to say. Nope, I'm going to go out to dinner with my lady here, Ooh, or lunch, brunch, nice. something like that.
0: I'm going to uh, trim a hedge. With my hedge trimmer. I know. Very cool. Hashtag dad things. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this was fun. We'll be back next week, maybe with some more uh, teasers and stuff. We'll see if Radiant Citadel gets any more information before we leave. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you uh, next week. If not before, take care.